Hi team, welcome to Cashing In with me, Audrey Morgan. I'm so excited to have you here. And for a little bit of explanation, some of you might be thinking, is this a finance podcast? Absolutely not, it is not. My last name is Cash and that's why this is called Cashing In. Has nothing to do with finances. In fact, we're probably gonna be talking about everything but finances. We will be talking about everything and anything with the main goal of each episode to leave you feeling inspired, seen, or empowered. That is my goal. We're gonna be talking to some amazing women that I find incredibly inspiring from entrepreneurs to fitness professionals, and I'm sure you will find them just as inspiring as me. So I am so excited to have you here. Hi guys, welcome back to Cashing In. It's me, your host, Audrey. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. I'm feeling happy to be recording with you guys. I feel like this is going to be kind of a cozier episode because, let me paint the picture for you, it's going to be cozier because I'm sitting on the floor of my living room in front of the coffee table and it's nighttime and that's not typically how I record. Typically, when I record, it is sometime during the day and I'm like, done up is not the right word, but there's like a little bit of makeup on my face and I'm wearing something that isn't mismatched sweats because I video record also, but I'm not doing that today. It wasn't in the cards. It's nighttime. It's dark. The lighting is not right. And also I have two band-aids on my face and like nobody wants to get on camera when they have band-aids on their face. So we are doing more of a cozy episode today, but it's still going to be a good episode. Nonetheless, still happy that you're here. Let's have a little update. Snowed like crazy last week in Nashville. Okay. Wasn't ready for that as someone from Arizona was not ready for that. I was like so happy about it. And then the further down the week it went and there was still so much ice on the roads. I was like, okay, not really into this anymore. Everything was canceled and it was what it was. But last week was, I think the first time I've ever driven in snow. So that was a first for me, but now it's like, now it's cool. It's funny how it was so cold last week. It was like one degree when I took my dog out. It was in the single digits several days in a row that I went to a doctor's appointment yesterday morning and on the car, it said it was 28 degrees and I was like, oh, it's warming up. Oh my God. Phoenix version of me would never believe I said that at 28 degrees. Say it's warming up. Anyways, so that's the weather in my neck of the woods. Hope the weather's great where you are. Um, also, I will say with it being cold, I have been such a bath girl. Like, oh my God, I can't stop taking baths. And all I'm here to say is that if you guys are not on your bath game, start taking baths. Oh my God, it's like the best thing ever. French, being French, is that what it's called? Being French, fresh, fresh. I think it's fresh or freshy. The Ashley Tisdale line, they sent me some of their products and they sent me these like milky bath bombs using them like crazy you guys go get them at target they're so freaking good and i've just been loving a bath i've been reading in the bath i've been doing actually while we're on this topic i have also turned into like an old woman in the last few weeks taking my bath reading like crazy but also you guys i've been so heavy on crossword puzzles, I never thought I'd see the day. It's actually not that shocking because I do love to play Scrabble, which is 
kind of in the same realm. I love to play Scrabble and I only play it with my mom because she's literally the only person that will play it with me. But yeah, I've been super into crosswords. I downloaded the like New York Times games app. I have, important for you to know, I have not a single game on my phone. So I downloaded the New York Times games app and I got back into Wordle like it's 2020. I don't know when Wordle came out. It probably last year actually, but got super into Wordle again and like really, really into crosswords. Like I'm obsessed. Every moment of downtime that I have, I'm doing a crossword, which is so crazy. Also, I've just like I have not wanted to go out. I've wanted to lay in bed or like my social events have been having people over for dinner, going to other people's places for dinner or a game night. Like that's all I want to do. So much so that I was cooking dinner last night and I was on the phone with my mom and she was like, oh, are you like, who are you cooking for? I was like, just me. She was like, oh, I was like, did you say that? Because I keep having people over to cook dinner for. And she was like, yeah. So those have been the vibes. I'm very much in my like elderly woman era, if you will. So that's kind of where my head's at. And I honestly, if you're not there, get there. Okay. Highly, highly recommend using your downtime for like elderly woman things. You know what I mean? I think it's also maybe like a trend, if you will, because the girls are crocheting, the girls are doing needlepoint, the girl, you know, the girls are doing those types of hobbies. The girls are gardening, the girls are, baking isn't so much of a old lady hobby. Also, I started baking last year, was super into it because I liked decorating cakes and I just have not done it. I think because <laughs> I've been so tired and I've been spending more of my free time on like side hustle types of things you know, like getting my personal training certification and like more stuff like that. That's less hobbyish and more like will get me somewhere type of energy, which actually is kind of the topic of the episode today, which is a little bit about action and maybe why you're not getting to the places that you want to get to, why you're not reaching the goals that you want to achieve. We're going to chat about that a little bit. Before, I actually don't have that much pop culture news because I feel like I have not really been into pop culture. That's not true. I'm always into pop culture, but I feel like I haven't really been as locked in, if you will. So here's some things that I have seen that I want to share with you. Number one, I don't know why this was number one. I'm just scrolling through Instagram and this is the first thing that I saw. But the Taylor Swift going out with Blake Lively, I actually think this is like from like a week and a half ago. She, now, girls, girls, I'm gonna preface this. I'm not a Swifty, okay? I'm not a Taylor Swift hater by any means, but I'm not a super fan. And I need you guys, the Swifties, to hear an outsider opinion here. And I need you to go look up those photos of Taylor Swift in the green dress. I know you guys know what I'm talking about because y'all freaked out over reputation signs. Taylor Swift in a green dress with Blake Lively. And I want you to tell me with a serious, serious face that that outfit does not look like Fiona from Shrek. Because that's all I can see. She, that's exactly what Fiona from Shrek is wearing. And it's not even a modern take. It's just exactly what Fiona wears. 
So I really need you guys to go look that up and please tell me that you see it. And if you don't, you're wrong because this isn't even, this is not even like a subjective view. This is not an opinion. This is, it looks like she went to the Shrek animators and said, I need that. Get me someone in your costume department. Give me that. You know? So that's number one. Again, it's from a while ago, but we'll be talking about that. Second of all, oh my gosh, here's what we do need to talk about. Jacob Elordi and Renee Rapp on SNL. Did I watch it? No, I didn't. But am I probably going to watch it? Sure, probably at some point I will watch it. But what I really need to talk about is I'm just like, what a combo. You know what I mean? They said, SNL said, we are gunning for Gen Z to watch this show. We are so desperate to have Gen Z watch our sketch comedy show. And someone in their their writer's room was like, who can we bring on? Like, who can we bring on to revive this show and bring it to a younger demographic? And some genius in that room said, they popped, I'm imagining this. I'm imagining it being a small girl. So just picture this with me. They're in this writer's room. Some small girl behind a wall of older people, maybe men. She raises her hand in the back and says, I have an idea. The wall of men parts. You see this small girl. She said, what if we bring on Jacob Elordi and Renee Rapp? And they say, who are you talking about? And then she, of course, pulls up Saltburn. And then she, of course, pulls up the Mean Girls trailer. And they said, oh, okay, sure, we'll give it a try. Because that's they, they knew what they were doing. They were bringing in the younger demographic. I'm just obsessed with the pairing. Again, haven't watched it yet. But probably will watch it. I've seen clips of Renee's performance, which also let's now pivot into that. Renee Rapp is having such a moment. And I only like recently became really into Renee Rapp, probably mm, maybe like October of last year. And loving, loving, loving. And I, I knew who she was. I just hadn't listened to her music. And I knew who she was because when she was in Nashville. I knew two girls that went to go to her show at the Ryman. And I remember them saying they were in my spin class. And I remember them saying, I'm going to go see Renee Rapp tomorrow night because I know she's going to blow up. So I need to see her like now. I know she's going to get huge and she's going to outgrow a bunch of these venues. So I need to see her now. So I had heard of her. And now I'm obsessed, as is everybody. Like, she's such an it girl right now. Everybody's loving her. She's all over all of my social media, specifically clips of her not having any, like, media training and just saying whatever she wants. Here's the fear, though. Here's the the genuine fear with Renee Rapp, and I've seen a few comments about this. And people said, she's going to get the Jennifer Lawrence treatment, which I can totally see happening. And what do I mean by the Jennifer Lawrence treatment? I mean, everybody loved Jennifer Lawrence for the same reason, right? Like however many years ago, millennials, we'll just, we'll just change the generation here. Millennials loved Jennifer Lawrence because they were like, she's so real. She's so authentic. Like no media training. She says what she wants to say, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, Everybody turned their back on Jennifer Lawrence and was like, she's kind of annoying. She was no longer like an it celebrity. 
she kind of i'm not gonna say fell off because i think she also maybe just like took a little bit of a bit of a break from filming but yeah i just feel like everybody turned their back like she wasn't necessarily canceled but she just like didn't have a fan base like she used to she wasn't like adored like she used to be all because she was just there too much like everybody was loving her loving her loving her media outlets were constantly reporting on her she was like being interviewed everywhere that all of a sudden she was everywhere you looked and everyone was sick of it and I am afraid the same thing will be happening to Renee Rapp I'm not wishing that upon her of course but I could see it happening you know and honestly while we're here I could see it happening with Taylor Swift I don't know how much bigger she can get. I do not know how much larger than life that woman can get before people start turning on her. Because I think it's so true. Like once you you just grow and you become liked by the public so much that, of course, then because you're a popular subject, people start reporting on you all the time. And then everyone's like, oh my God, I can't stand this person. You know? So I could see it happening with her. I think it's inevitable. I think it happened, not inevitable for her, inevitable with anyone that gets to that level. I kind of feel like it happened with John Mulaney. Like I said, definitely happened with Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like it kind of happened with Anne Hathaway. Honestly, I feel like it a little bit happened with Jack Harlow, not to say he fell off, but I think he was adored and then less adored, you know? They always come back around, but... You know, just an interesting, interesting thing to think about, to observe. Anyways, like I said, didn't have a ton to report on. Me saying that, like I report anything. These are all stories from like a week ago that if you cared, you probably already knew about. But now we'll jump into what I actually want to talk about, which is talking about action and talking about maybe why you don't have the things that you want. You know, everybody has goals, everybody has ambitions, has things that they want to get to. And I wanted to chat about maybe like why you aren't there. Like give it to you straight. Like let's let's have an honest chat as to maybe why you're not there. Myself included. This fully applies to myself. I don't want you to think I'm talking at you. But I think the first thing is I know that I'm like this. One of the first things is the reason that I think a lot of us are not in the place that we want to be is because we have these these goals, right? These visions is a better word for it. We have these visions of where we want to be, what our life will look like. And, you know, for some of us, it might be a family. It might be like finding the right partner. It might be the career that we want. It might be the house that we want or living in another city that we want to live in or whatever it is. There's usually something like you can visualize it, right? Like where you want to be. And that is so daunting. Like, it's exciting that we want to be there, but it's also so daunting because then if you're anything like me, I've said this before, I think I've said it on the podcast, I'm so much more of a big picture thinker than I am in little moments. It's the reason that I say yes to trips, but I don't ever plan them. You know, it's the same type of thing. I have these big goals, these big ambitions. I see them, but I don't always know how to get there. And I think that's how a lot of us are, is we like know where we want to go. We just don't know how to get there or we don't like it's overwhelming to us and we don't know how to break things down into little steps, right? 
And I think it's important to remember that a lot of these goals that we're going after, it's not just one big step to get there. It's not like one leap. And I think we see that a lot where it's like, you just need to take that one step, that one leap. And I don't think that's how it is a lot. I think a lot of it is in our little day-to-day actions. We break down, the key I think is to really break down those giant goals into like what you can do each month, like goals that are attainable within the month, within the week, how you can achieve those in a daily type of situation, right? So for example, I don't remember if I said this, but for example, one of my goals is like a financial goal. This is just the easiest way to give you an example. And I was able to be like, this is how much I want to make this year. Feels daunting, right? When I just say that, I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get there? And then I have you know, I can break it down and be like, okay, now this is how much I want to make annually. How much more is that than what I'm making right now? Okay. Break that down. Now of that additional cost or of that additional money, like let's split that up into 12 months, right? Now I know how much more I need to be making a month in order to make this financial goal, right? And then I can break that down over the month. What can I do this month? Can I you know, pick up more like classes? Can I find a client? Can I do more like one-on-one calls? Whatever, things like that. However you make side money, how can I do that in order to reach this goal? So that's an easy example because it's monetary, right? It's numerical. So it's pretty easy to break it down in a monthly situation. But the same thing, like I think a lot of these goals, even, even fitness related, let's say you want to lose weight or let's say you want to like tone up and whatever come up with a workout plan that's going to be daily right that that you're going to do maybe it's working out three times a week in order to get to a goal or like for me I I've said this before so I'm hesitant to say it again but I really do want to run a half marathon this year I said that last year and I never actually did it but I was like planning out a goal right? This is the marathon or this is the half that I want to do. And now let's split it up into how many times a week do I have to train? When do I have to start training? Things like that. So it's a lot of times in the little actions, but we get so overwhelmed by these big goals that we don't, we aren't able to break it down into little actions. So now that let's say you have broken it down into little actions, right? You took the time and you were able to determine what that looks like on a monthly level and how you can split that up into a weekly level and into a daily level and things like that. Now the key is kind of the discipline, right? It's the habitual aspect of those goals, taking those actions. And that's sometimes I think where we fall off. Like we might plan, we might plan and we might plan and we might plan and then we don't take action right? That's a lot of times. So it's a little bit of a discipline and a little bit of a fear. So I want to go into the discipline aspect of it first. I think a lot of us have good intentions, but we maybe we're just too tired after work to put in the 30 minutes of work of whatever it is. Maybe you're trying to find a new job and you just are so tired after work that you don't want to work on your resume or like you don't want to get up early to, to go on your run or whatever it is that you're trying to do. You just it's hard, right? Like I, I get it. You guys, like I've been telling my friends, we've been talking about this a lot recently where it's like the upkeep of just staying alive is exhausting. And I totally get that. But I think one way that you can make sure that you do all of these things, you know, actually put in the work and actually take the action on 
a smaller scale is to habit stack. I love habit stacking. I think it is a great way to implement new routines and new habits into your routine. So what do I mean by habit stacking? If there's something that you already do on a regular basis, for example, let's say you make your coffee every morning and every morning you like make your breakfast and you make your coffee and that's like a 15 minute routine. Stack something on top of that. Maybe that's your time where you are going to work on your resume, right? If you choose to like work on your resume and apply for jobs in like that 30 minute window where you're already eating your breakfast and you're already making your coffee before work, suddenly you're going to start doing it, right? It's essentially just, it's exactly what it sounds. Stacking the habit that you want to build on top of a habit that you already have. So another example is like, I do this a lot. I do it a lot like in fitness. If I want to get my steps up or if I want to run or something, if there's a podcast that I really like that I already, like for example, been super into the basement yard recently. And it comes on, it comes out on Mondays. And if I want to go walk or if I want to go run on Mondays, I'm just going to stack that habit of watching the new episode of the basement yard with my run or my walk, right? So it's just an easy way. Obviously that doesn't work for everything because sometimes the action that you need to take is going to take longer and it's not as habitual. But like I said, a lot of these goals are built off of the small daily routines and the small daily habits. And the easiest way to implement a new habit into your life is to stack it on top of a habit that you already have. So that's one that I think is helpful with the discipline aspect of things. But now I want to switch gears into the fear aspect of things. Um, And what what I mean by fear is like, I don't think a lot of us would admit I'm scared to start this. But I think there's a subconscious aspect and that's why we don't take action, right? Is that we are... That's why we get stuck in the planning phase. I've been talking about this a lot in my classes this week. That's why we get stuck in the planning phase. We just plan and plan and plan and plan because that's safe for us. There's no risk in planning, right? And it's the same reason that like you'll, I'm guilty of this too. I know that I've done this, but it's the same reason that you might talk to your friend and be like, oh, how's that new thing going? And they're like, oh, I'm still, I'm still planning and I'm still thinking about it. I'm still writing out my ideas. And then it's like six months down the line and you ask them the same question and they're like, yeah, I'm just still like working out the details and whatever. And there's been no action, right? That's, that's how we play it safe because with action always comes risk, right? Like the, you can start doing something and there's the chance that it doesn't work out the way you want it to, which I've talked about before. Um, but, and it's also the risk of, like I said, the risk of things not going the way that you want them to, or on a smaller scale, the risk of things not being perfect. But I'm here to tell you right now, it's never going to be perfect. Whatever you're trying to start, whatever you're trying to achieve, your first step is never going to be perfect. So there's, if that's the case, there's never going to be a perfect time to start something, a perfect time to take a first step You're never going to be fully ready to take that first step. You just have to do it and you have to adjust as you go. So like I said, if it's, let's use training for a marathon as an example, there's never going to be a perfect time for you to train for a marathon. You're always going to have work. You're always going to have a social life. You're always going to have things going on. There's never going to be a perfect time. Just start doing it now. Let's say you want to find a new job. There's never going to be a perfect time 
for you to find a new job. Start doing it now. Start doing it now. Adjust as you go. How do you adjust as you go in in that process? That might look like, sure, you have some interviews, you send out your resume, you're not getting bites. Adjust your resume. Adjust your approach to interviews. You see what I'm saying? I th- I've been thinking about that a lot because it's January and we all plan a lot this month, right? We all made our vision boards and we all wrote out our resolutions and everything like that. And it's super easy to get stuck in that phase because that phase is exciting. It's full of potential and it's full of ambition and drive. And it starts, there's no hard work there, right? There's no hard work in writing out the things that you want and making the vision board. The hard work comes when you actually have to take that first step, when you actually have to start doing the work and dedicating a little bit of more time to it. So that might be the reason that you haven't achieved the things that you want to achieve. Maybe you've fallen off. Maybe you were lacking in the discipline area. Maybe you were a little bit fearful. You haven't want, you've been stuck in the planning phase. Who knows? There's a lot of reasons. Maybe you were just overwhelmed by these big changes that you wanted to happen. Can't speak for you, but those might be some of the reasons that that you haven't reached those goals. I think the last reason that I actually wanted to talk about was, I know you've heard the phrase, if you want different, you have to move different, right? It's it's a pretty common phrase. You've probably seen it on Pinterest or on Instagram or whatever. If you want different, you have to move different. And that's so true. That really is so true. You have to do things that are outside of your comfort zone, probably. You have to set aside time to do the things that are going to get you there. But I think the side of that phrase that people don't talk about often is that it also means you have to move different in the sense of like the people around you might have to change. The environment that you're in might have to change. If you want different, you have to maybe be in a different environment. And that's that's the tough stuff, right? That's the hard stuff is to start shedding the areas that don't serve you anymore. I think sometimes there are just environments that you know Well, I don't even have to explain them or give you examples, but you know when they are kind of holding you back. Maybe it's a friend group. Maybe it's the city you're living in. Maybe it's the apartment building you're living in. Maybe it is, I don't know. It could be anything. But there's definitely environments where we feel that it's holding us back. So the same situation, the same phrase stands. If you want different, you have to move different, meaning you might have to let go of some dead weight. You might have to shed some layers and let go of things. And that's where it gets really hard. Letting go of things, letting go of the present version of you because you know that you are meant to be someone else. That's where it gets hard. So I think that's that's the last reason is kind of getting stuck in that comfort and not wanting to let go of the things that are not serving you anymore in order to make space for what is coming for those goals that you are going to achieve, for the work that you are ready to do. So that's that. I love I love the energy of these episodes. It always makes me laugh for me to go from like talking about stupid pop culture to me feeling like preachy. But, you know, it is what it is. That's just that's just how this podcast goes. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I would love it if you rate and reviewed the episode. And I'll talk to you guys next week.